Welcome. Thank you for listening to the Caleb and Kathy podcast, episode 91, CCP, also known as Continuous Calling Problem. I definitely did that in a weird order, but I was trying to do my robot voice. You could have said welcome back. That would have been good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you're listening to episode 91. As I said, this week we watched the movie Operator, which apparently there are a few of that name. This is the 2016 film um, distributed by The Orchard. Written and directed by Logan Kibbins. Kibbins. And I couldn't find any budget or box office numbers on this. What do you got? We rented this movie on Amazon. Mm -hmm. It is a drama slash comedy. The runtime is one hour and 31 minutes. It debuted at South by Southwest. The other writer was Sharon Green. It one of the settings was Milwaukee, like that's where his I mom thought it was lived. Chicago. Oh, sorry. Oh, so Chicago was where they live. Yeah. Okay. They they said it at one point. They did. Okay. Yeah, and I, then he was riding the train, and you could see the Sears Tower oh, or Willis wow. Tower, whatever it's called. Maybe now. you should take over settings. Sounds like you're good at it. Uh, okay, this movie starred Martin Starr. <laughs> Two hours, right? Yep, playing. Joe Larson, (laughs) and then Mae Whitman was also in this movie. She played Emily Klein. Her? (laughs) Yes, Mae Whitman. (laughs) Um, Other recognizable debuts, we have Nat Faxon, who, like, the name means nothing, but you've seen him and stuff. This was Greg? Yeah. Yeah. Cameron. Oh, can you tell me something he's in? He was in that show you liked on Netflix with Key, right? Uh, Friends yes! from College or whatever. He was in yeah. that. Good job. Thanks. Yeah, he's been in all, quite a few things. Yeah. It's usually not like a leading role. Usually like the friend, I feel like. Yeah. He plays. Um, also in this movie, Cameron Esposito and Retta. Briefly, Retta. She's not a, a yeah, that's, lot, I said yeah. like debut, but I guess maybe I meant like... Featuring. Featuring. <laughs> featuring. And featuring <laughs> Kyle Mooney. No, Kyle Mooney is not in the movie. <laughs> okay, so there we have it. Should we go forth and talk <clears> about <throat> this fascinating film? <laughs> we shall. All right, my synopsis is... Joe is a programmer who needs a new voice AI for his uh, phone assistant for the tech company he works for. He hires his wife and then falls in love with the AI. Yeah. Would you say that's an accurate? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I mean, doesn't that kind of... Isn't that kind of her, though? I think the difference is... I don't, I don't remember her. It's been a few years. I really liked the movie. I remember that. It was bizarre. You didn't like her? I think I had mixed feelings about it. Since we're talking about her, I'll just explain that my her joke was it worked on two levels because oh, this is so it. similar to her, the Spike Jones twenty thirteen film, mm. as well as Mae Whitman was in Arrested Development, mm-hmm. played Anne, mm-hmm. and anytime George Michael would mention her, uh, Michael Bluth, his dad, played by Jason Bateman, would always go her. <laughs> so it worked on two levels there and you gotta wow. explain the joke that's when it's really funny yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But I, I liked her. I remember liking you didn't like it that much. Or you just thought it was too weird. I think it went a little overboard. Like it think, started out strong and then it just was too much. I don't think um, he was like a developer of it. I think it was just like a technology that existed in that like sci-fi yeah. world. Okay, that he... so that's how it was different. Yeah. But but there are many similarities to be drawn. Yeah. Um so what do you, what do you want to do? How do you how do you want to go about tackling this beast? I see you have a plethora of notes. That is inaccurate. I have like five things written down. So I'll just go with those. All right. So they call the first AI Alexis. I wonder where they got that from. I mean, yeah, it's I don't a know. little. What is it Parodying on the nose. Obviously, it's talking about Alexa. Yeah, they they were a little like on the nose with some of their like the company Joe worked for. The tech company was called Oracle, mm-hmm. but it was spelled like A U R A C L instead of O R A C L E. Yeah, they were really toeing the line. Is that the right? But it was also a little weird because oh, I wish I would have written it down at the beginning when they were talking to Reddit's character. Mm-hmm. She said people are twittering about it, which was weird. But then she also said something else that seemed. Yeah, I like, wrote down uh, twittering. Okay, sorry for taking one of your few notes. There. <laughs> yeah, wait. Do you think she was saying it like that on purpose? I don't know. It was just weird. Like for like, this is a tech. Supposed to be a techie, maybe, and this, I guess she didn't work for a tech company. She had the like healthcare company that she needed the phone assistant for. Right. The weird thing though is like her character came off as being smart. So why would the person say twittering unless that was like to get around Twitter and to say twittering instead of <laughs> tweeting? Because I mean, we have evidence to support that they did that with a few other right things. So maybe it was intentional. Weird. Wow. What a what a conundrum there. I think my favorite part of the movie happened like two to three minutes in, into the movie, which is where um, the character Megan explained the difference between em- empathy and sympathy. That's a big uh, bugaboo for you. Yeah, man, that was that was good. So if you just want to watch the first like three minutes of this movie, you will see that and be fulfilled. <laughs> I see a Paul reaching under the door to try to get into the podcast room. Oh my gosh. Don't give him any attention. Um, so yeah, I guess... It, I don't know why. I feel like I've... I don't feel like movies have to pay when they mention like Google or something. So I don't know why they were... Seemed to be skirting the lines of that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was just like... To be edgy and funny. like What's edgy about changing the name of Alexa to Alexis? Because it's like, oh, we all know what you're talking about. <laughs> you and me, we know. But they can't sue us. Yeah. Wink. And just in case. Because, you know, we're Indian. We don't have the money for that. Okay. Let's just talk about Joe for a moment. Like, if we were to give him some personality traits... So he's sort of like Guilfoyle in that he works in the tech world, but that's basically where the comparison is. Because <laughs> yeah, Joe is... likes to run. Yeah. He's, I 
guess Guilfoy is a little robotic. He does fall in love with a robot, doesn't he? Yeah. What's the surfer's yeah, name? Oh my Aunt, gosh, I don't Aunt Andre or something like that? Yeah. The server, yeah. Man, there's some comparisons there. I guess I think Guilfoyle, and we're talking about the guy from Silicon Valley, the show on HBO. Right, who Martin Starr plays in the show. Yeah. I feel like he was meaner than Joe, but only by a hair because Joe could be so unsympathetic to people. Mm, Sympathetic or empathetic? Unsympathetic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, he was a bit robotic, coming off a bit uh, Sheldon-esque. Yeah. I feel like they wanted us to think that he was on the spectrum. Right. Which, I mean, there probably is some representation of that in the tech world. And we get a little backstory about that. Like, he's caring for his mom, who's sick. Um, yeah. And she talks about how his dad didn't come over when he said he would and stuff. His parents must have been separated as a, yeah. a child. And also, it talks about how she drank when she was pregnant with him. So it seems yeah. like Joe's mom kind of messed him up. It does seem that way. Yeah, they don't seem to have... They seem to have a uh, tumultuous relationship. But hey, he found... I mean, he's married to this nice woman named Emily. Who, anytime he has any kind of, like, panic attack, she's comforting to him. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I yawned. You're getting bored just talk about it. Yeah, a little bit. Um, well, hey, spoilers! I don't. I don't think we're gonna rank this very highly, <laughs> folks. If you haven't caught wow, on how, I mean, how we're struggling to talk about anything positive about the movie, we're trying here. I it wasn't it that it was good... like overtly oh, bad or like cringy or anything like that. It just wasn't it fell flat. What? It fell flat. I don't know what it was like trying to go for. I guess it had like a little bit of heart in like Joe's story. But yeah, it, it seemed like it was trying to do stuff that like other shows and movies have done. Right. It seemed a little yeah. trite. Am I using that word correctly? Mm. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah, maybe it just didn't go far enough. Something I really enjoy about any kind of media is like the character development, you know, in... We only got like a few tricklings of that and so that kind of made me not like it as much because i didn't really know these people yeah it was just sort of i guess joe and emily's relationship growing apart throughout the movie but yeah. then there's no really changing until just like the very end like and joe has a breaking point and realizes i do like the ending like i think the ending was my second favorite part of the movie behind the beginning yeah (laughs) it's that middle that middle hour and 15 minutes yeah could use some work yeah first five last five looking good yeah i just i yeah it wasn't doing like anything new which is disappointing but yeah let's talk i guess we could talk a little bit about emily all her jobs so she works as like a receptionist. Is that fair? 
concierge. She concierge. Had, a, had the name tag right in front of her at the hotel. You're right. Concierge at the hotel that she's at. And that's how they kind of, sorry, I said at like five times that sentence. Um, and that's kind of how she gets like the job of being Emily the She the works voice. in customer service yeah. and does well. Right. And so the, when Joe and his team are in need of a fresh voice, he's like, Emily's the one. Probably because he's thinking about like all the times that she's comforted him and made him feel heard and cared for. So she has that job. But then she also um, is working at this, like, I guess, comedy place. Yeah, unclear if it's supposed to be, like, drama or comedy It or felt something. way more dramatic than funny. Yeah, I and the first time we see it, Joe is going, and it's, like, Emily's first show there. And yeah. he seems very uncomfortable. And I said, I feel you, Joe. This stupid show seems accurately cringy, though. Like, I feel like I've yeah. been to this type of show where it's like, yeah. oh, we're not afraid to touch you guys. It's, it's like, like get oh my God, why did I come to me. this? Who drugged me? <laughs> yeah. Amateur comedy. It's hard to watch sometimes. But anyways, that's Emily's second show. Yeah. Or second job. So then Emily gets to be the voice of Emily. Which, you know what? Like, why did they change her name? Or why didn't they change her name? That gets confusing. It's like, are they talking about the, the AI Emily? Or are they talking about the human Emily? You know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she's just like juggling all these jobs. And Joe is recorder, recording her at work. And frankly, just using her. Um, and her personality and her voice. To his advantage. And then he gets like attracted to the voice, but not. And then we get to the, the weirdest scene oh, of yeah. the movie. Caleb, take it away. Oh, I have to tell it? Okay. Yeah, I was um, not even looking at the screen in this time. It's so cringy. <laughs> so Joe is like off in his office and he calls the AI number or whatever. Yeah. So you can hear Emily's voice while she's over in the bedroom. Um, well, it's like 2.36 in the morning. No, that was a different time, I think. Oh. Okay. This was, I think, I could be wrong. I thought this was after she came back because she was late to her practice. So she was a little upset, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to need a minute or something. Okay. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different time. Anyways, that doesn't matter. Um. Yeah, so he calls the number up and is like, just keeps telling it to repeat that I'm with you and is like touching himself. Yeah. I thought she was going to walk in on him or something. I was kind of hoping that would happen. (laughs) Because at the end when they're like having their big blow up, she's like, you would have, you would, you would F it if you could kind of deal. And he did. (laughs) He did. In a way he did. So that was gross. I didn't enjoy watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I said, I don't. I think we're struggling to find positives. I don't know. I feel like we could do the whole "how would we fix it" thing, though. Okay. 
Go for it. It sounds like you have some ideas. I think it was trying to be too, like, paint by numbers, if you know what I mean. Trying to do what, like, a typical rom-commy, and it wasn't doing anything new or... It didn't feel like a rom-com to me. Like, the couple grows apart, and then at the end, that one of the partners does, like, a grand gesture, and they get back together type of thing. Oh, when you boil it down like that, I guess it does sound kind of rom-com. That seems kind of by the numbers in my book. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it. They were already together, though. So that's what makes it not like a rom com. Because you didn't see how their relationship started and how it, like, blossomed over time and stuff. You just saw, like, them already in it. Gotcha. Which, I mean, that's kind of the fun part of the rom com is, like, how they get together, you know? Yeah, once you're married, it's all boring, right? I didn't say that. You said that. Let the record show. Also, these two, I just had this realization. Something else that is fun in rom-coms is the friends, the fun friends. These two are just, like, completely consumed with their work. That's, like, all they care about or, like, do. There aren't really any friend hangout moments. Yeah. There's, like, a little bit of mentorship with Cameron Esposito with Emily, but... But all that is, like, work-related. Yeah. You know? There's nothing, like, outside of work. Because even when it's, like, outside of work, it's still hanging out with people from work. Well, that and they're like, ooh, you should use that for your work. Right. It all it all wraps up. As David Foster Wallace would say... Oh, shoot. <laughs> it all seems a bit American. Was that the mic drop? Are we supposed to all applaud now? What's happening? I was just trying to like tie it in. Good Made job. A connection. <laughs> you did it. That's why these people are so miserable. All they do is work. That's true. I mean, they do show that like Emily is getting very tired of working. Yeah, she's like falling asleep at her desk because she has all these jobs. All right, I think we're just spinning tires here. You want to move into final thoughts? Wow, okay. Do you have more to say about the movie? I'm, But that's how I would fix it. Give them some friends, show how their relationship grows, give them more of a personality. These a- seem like very broad things. Okay, let's hear your fixes. Uh, watch her. <laughs> that's my solution. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I guess I understand what you're saying. Like, it's been done. <laughs> and better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, final thoughts. Uh, I, th- I, as I just said, I think it's been done before. wasn't really necessary. Uh, I like Martin Starr, so it's cool for him to have like a, a starring role. Yeah. Which he usually doesn't have. Um, other than that, yeah, I, I, I didn't like it that much just because it was kind of bleh. Yeah, like, unfortunately, because I would agree I also like Martin Starr, and I love Mae Whitman, so, like, what went wrong? Wasn't Mae Whitman and Retta? I don't know how to use the proper grammar for that, but weren't they into something together? Good Girls. The Good Girls? Yeah. It's a great show. So, instead of watching her, watch Good Girls. No, instead of watching Operator, watch Good Girls. 
No, I'm I'm saying you suggested watching her. Instead I'm of suggesting. Opera, no. This is like a, a building game. Instead yeah. of watching Good Girls, watch Arrested Development. No. <laughs> oh, I lose. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, it wasn't great. It was not a great movie. I mean, uh, I had some hope for it, but I also was like, is it going to be too weird? Like, that was also a fear I had. And it was. It was too weird, but also not weird enough. I don't know. I definitely would not recommend it. And once so we get the in... wrong amount of weird, is that your podcast title suggestion? Ooh. Yeah. All right. So those are our final thoughts. Let's rank it. I would like to rank it either 30 or 31st. All right, 30 it is. Let's move. <laughs> <laughs> I had it at 30, so I'm assuming you're okay with that. Just ahead of... Uh... Oh, shoot. I did not The Emma Roberts one, the first one we did. Who, um, we, are? who we are now. Yeah. Yeah, ahead of that and behind Dazed and Confused. All right, well, that settles that, folks. Let's move on to currently captivating positives. All right, so we didn't have a lot of positives to say about the movie, but what about our weekend, last weekend? That's one of my positives. I have multiple. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'll do the ones that are not what you're referring to first. And then we can talk together about our trip. Okay. Caleb and I voted this weekend, or this week, mm-hmm. actually on a Tuesday because Did democracy. Did it end up being a Tuesday? <laughs> what was it on a Tuesday when we filled them out or when we dropped no, them off? we filled it out like on a Sunday and then we dropped it off on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then last night I watched drew holcomb do a live stream and it was wonderful yeah okay why did we just sit there for, did you want me to say something sorry i don't know i thought maybe you would say something it was your positive I okay to interrupt. oh my gosh wow everyone can grow no, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i was just joshing ya. <laughs> He turned a little Canadian there. Yeah. Watching too much Fargo, huh? They're not Canadian. Whatever, Northerners. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but then we also... This is a good transition because we watched Fargo on our long weekend in Arkansas. Specifically Fayetteville. We went to Fayetteville. It's not that far from Kansas City. Like, what, three and a half hours? Mm Mm-hmm. So... Really doable drive, and we camped, and we hiked, and we ate, and we shopped. We played mini golf. I got a hole in one at mini golf. There were giraffes there, not real ones, sadly, but like cute statues. I mean, I don't think you'd want that. Yeah, I would. Giraffes caged in. Oh God, no. Yeah. No, you're right. So, good. I'm glad they weren't alive. Oh, oh, that sounded wrong. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, 
Oh, we walked around the University of Arkansas campus, which is very pretty. We just had, like, a great time. Yeah, since we aren't able to travel far right now or to, like, a big city type thing. Since there's this thing happening right now called the pandemic. I don't know if you've read about it on the news. Some people think it doesn't exist. It does, I assure you. Wear a mask. Um, but, so we tried to do, like, nature stuff where we could distance ourselves. Yeah. Um, so Devil's Den is the campsite we stayed at. I would recommend it. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. I had good camping and... Great hiking. Yeah, we did one, a couple trails there. One of them was, like, the highest, one of the higher rated ones in Arkansas. It's called the Yellow Rock Trail. Really pretty. Yeah, I would say that was probably, um, the most enjoyable nature thing we did. Because it had, like... <laughs> A really pretty overlook. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was just a fun time. You know, when you hike, you can play hiking games, which are so fun. And it's just nice to be in nature, kind of away from everyone. And I mean, I was still with you, which I was happy about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Uh Arkansas was cool. Would recommend it. It was more naturey than I would have thought. I hadn't been before. I've driven yeah. through, but that's it. I had never been there either, and I think it was just like Arkansas, but Arkansas. Yeah, this was just Northwest Arkansas, mind you. I don't know about the rest of the state, but yeah. Northwest Arkansas seemed cool and naturey. It's like Ozark Mountain area, so very pretty. Very pretty indeed. All right, should we go into what we're talking about next week? Wow, we are just zooming through. Okay, let's do it. Next week, we're going to do something spooky scary because this will come out, this next week's episode will come out the day after Halloween. Mm-hmm. So for those who still want some more frights, <laughs> didn't get their fix, Ooh, guys, watch them. <laughs> I'm pretty nervous. Uh, it's called the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> it's called the Blair Witch Project. This is a well-known movie. People okay. have heard of we this. We are watching The Blair Witch Project, and I'm not scared. <laughs> and that was the truth. Yes? That was not the truth. I, oh. I'm very worried. It's just a movie. I don't watch horror films for a reason. That reason being? I get scared. All right. So And sometimes they're dumb. This will be something new, though. I mean, I feel like we've watched a couple probably adjacent. Like, you know, Donnie Darko, The so Lighthouse. like... A thriller, or is it, like, horror and gore? I don't think it... I haven't seen the movie, so I can't speak for sure. But I don't think it's really gore. I think it's, like, they're being kind of chased to the woods and stuff like that. That sounds scary, Caleb. Well, aren't you glad we didn't watch it before we went in the woods? <laughs> yeah, I am glad about that. Yeah, true, true. Um, so, yeah, if, if you haven't seen it, or if you have, this is a more popular one, so hopefully some of our listeners have already seen it, so they can just tune in without having to watch again or if you want to watch along it's it, on hulu. tis the season oh and it's on hulu <laughs> yeah i guess it is the season i just i love fall and pumpkin and all that but not so much the halloween aspect and the scary aspect so i'll do it for the pod i guess all right on that note you want to take us out 
Yes. Talk to your loved ones about their voting plan. Nice. I like it. And the time is here, guys. You should be voting. As we said, we already did vote. Cassie said, make your voting plan. If you have not already voted, talk to your friends and loved ones about making their voting plans. Let's vote them out. We got just, what? Ten days, I think? Till the actual election day? I think so. Wow. That's spooky scary. <laughs> oh my god, it is. But, I mean, I'm But hopefully, hopefully I'm I like the ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> We're hoping for a happy ending. <laughs> to this Where democracy to this scary still time. exists. <laughs> All right. So, we'll be back next Sunday. Bye. Bye.